Wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes, 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 yes. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Here on Wrestle Rant Radio for Thursday, July 15th, 2021. Mr. Marceau, after a two week hiatus, you're back in Wrestle Rant Radio, my friend. How you doing, brother? Doing good, Jason. How are you? Doing great. I missed you here on the show. Alexis filled in for you. She didn't know the name of that MMA fighter we were talking about last week. I certainly did. She didn't. Yeah, I know. You both butchered it. <laughs> What's his name again? How do you pronounce it? Jorge Masvidal. <clears throat> Jorge Masvidal? Yes. Okay, so I was a little surprised that we didn't get any more Dan Lambert on last week's show, or I'm sorry, on this week's show after we saw him last week on Dynamite. We'll get into all of that because we missed your thoughts on Road Rager from last week. That's pretty much what Alexis and I talked about for the majority of last week's episode. We're going to mix in some WWE talk here today, per usual, with Money in the Bank coming up on Sunday, fans returning tomorrow as we speak on Friday for SmackDown, Sunday Money in the Bank, Raw on Monday, all in Texas. You got to be pumped, Mr. Mars, so the fans are coming back finally to the WWE shows. Oh, it's going to be great. I mean, like you said, I mean, I think you're a little, I think the crowd definitely enhanced it. Like last night, like we were talking before, I mean, they were chanting for, and they were chanting for anything. If the janitor went out there, I think they would have chanted. So uh, it's <laughs> definitely nice. It does make the, make it a little bit more enjoyable. Hopefully, Raw and SmackDown, at least Raw, Raw could use a crowd very badly right now. I mean, I don't know if it's going to make the show night and day better, but it definitely will improve the quality, if nothing else. I mean, hey, even if the quality of the show is still shit creatively, at least you have a crowd there to shit on the stuff that deserves to be shit on. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like the Alexa Bliss garbage and the Nikki Cross garbage. I'm sorry. If people are enjoying it, that's totally fine for me personally. I think it's trash. We're going to get into all that momentarily. Um, but because we are so fresh off of Dynamite from last night, Fighter Fest Night 1, I do want to start with that. We'll go into Raw NXT thoughts before breaking down Money in the Bank for Sunday. Uh, more importantly, too, because, again, you weren't here last week. I, weren't, I wasn't really able to get your full thoughts on Road Rager, their first show back in front of a capacity crowd for AEW. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed that show. I talked about that last week, and I thought last night's show might have even been better on the whole. Uh, so, Mr. Marceau, before we even get into Fighter Fest Night 1, from what you can recall from last week, we had the Malachi Black debut um, against Cody Rhodes, not against Cody Rhodes, but attacking Cody Rhodes and Arn Anderson, the in-ring debut of Andrade. We had a tag team title street fight main event, which was basically exactly every Young Bucks match, as you would mention. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I could see why you didn't. But overall thoughts, before we get into Fighter Fest Night 1, of what you thought of Road Rager last week. The Road Rager was good. Uh, I actually thought it was better than last night's show. Um, last night's show was good. I feel like there's a little bit more filler, maybe. I feel like Road Rager's kind of like a mini pay-per-view. I feel like it felt like it was, I just thought it was a better show all around. But mm-hmm. I thought last night's show was good, too. I mean, the strap match between QT and Cody, um, it was it was actually a decent match for what it was. I just kind of felt bad for QT. He got, like, the jobber entrance and just kind of seemed like he was just... I don't really know what the whole point of that feud was if Cody was just going to beat him on every turn and, I mean, got the job entrance and lost. Um, 
Pinnacle winning. I thought that was probably the best match on the show last week, the the trios match with uh, Wardlow and FTR versus Santana Ortiz and Jager. So that was a good match. Um, Andrade's debut was fine. I just please get him away from Vicky Guerrero. I I, I liked how last night they teased the uh, death triangle because please get away from Vicky. Um, and then the main event was your classic Young Bucks match. So. so do you think, going off the Andrade thing, before I forget, because I didn't really write this down in my uh, Dynamite notes from last night, from Fighter Fest Night 1, do you think, I don't think he's going to be joining Death Triangle. Do you think he's, pro- I, I just assumed he's going to be feuding with them, but what did you kind of take that out to Vay? What did what did you get the from the implication there from Andrade's promo? I don't know, I feel like the way he said it was like, I want to talk to the Death Triangle. I don't know, he doesn't have a group and everyone needs a group, so... I kind of assumed when they like teased it that that's always going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I guess you could feud with them as well. But I mean, everyone needs a group in this company, so I'm assuming that he was going to join someone. So um, I mean, I don't know if just because he's Latino like that would definitely put him together because he's kind of a little bit different than them. But uh, that's how I kind of took it. Like he asked for them to try to group up with them, but who knows? Is that the big surprise they've been teasing for weeks that they never delivered on and haven't mentioned since? Probably. Probably. I, I, I honestly still think that it was a Zelina Vega-related um, announcement. And, I I mean, probably they would have gotten the idea because I think the Zelina Vega thing has been in the works for a while. Maybe they had the thought after Blackout fired, hey, maybe she isn't going back there after all. This is my only my uh, speculation. Maybe this isn't the case. It doesn't really make a lot of sense as to why she'd be talking with WWE and then tease maybe going to AEW. She was probably always going back to WWE. But I just don't know why... AEW usually does a good job of if they tease something, they deliver on it. And maybe the surprise is still to come. But they haven't you know, consistently acknowledged it in recent weeks. So that's besides the point. We open up last night's Fighter Fest Night 1 show with the IWGP Heavyweight Championship uh, US title match. John Moxley, Carl Anderson, good match here. Moxley back for the first time since Double or Nothing. Moxley retaining the championship. We find out next week it's going to be a rematch from Wrestle Kingdom last year, January 4th, 2020, between Moxley, Lance Archer for the championship. Once again, a Texas death match. Uh, so your thoughts on the match itself between Moxley and Anderson from last night, Mr. Marceau. And uh, this has got to be a must-win situation for Archer next week, right? I was going to say, I thought the match last night was it was good. Um, I, I didn't really like how they went to picture-in-picture. Picture. I felt like when they were starting to pick up a little bit, at first they were kind of going outside on the floor a little bit, and then once it started getting a little bit more high pace, that's when they went to picture-in-picture, picture. so wasn't really a big fan of that. But I thought the match itself was good. I like Carl Anderson when he's serious. He can, he's a good worker, and Moxie's great as well. Next week, I, I, I saw that it was now a Texas death match. I mean, Archer doesn't win here. The guy might as well just pack it up and go, go to the independence because I don't think he's won <laughs> one meaningful match since he joined the company. Honestly, I can't really think of many off the top of my head. I know he beat Eddie Kingston a few months ago, but I'm thinking like on pay-per-view, I know he won the Casino Battle Royale about a year ago, or maybe at All Out it was, but my God, this guy really hasn't won anything at all. He hasn't won any championships, no real meaningful feuds or anything. Um, he lost to Miro. We haven't really seen Miro a whole lot recently. He wasn't on last night's show. I'm assuming he'll be back next week, hopefully. Um, he's got to win next week. I think it's a must-win situation for Archer. Moxley isn't really doing much over New Japan right now. I think he worked a couple of matches here in the States on behalf of New Japan, but I don't think he's going back there. I think he's going to be full-time with AEW, uh, even with the pandemic kind of slowing down. I think putting the belt on Archer would make more sense. Put him back over in New Japan, maybe he can be more of a regular over there than he is in AEW, losing constantly. 
But um, yeah, I think I think Archer's got to win the championship back next week. Uh, speaking of championships changing hands, we got a title changing hands last night on Dynamite. Not exactly a newsworthy title change because the championship means absolutely nothing, but we saw Ricky Starks, Texas native, uh, become the new FTW champion by beating Brian Cage with the help of Powerhouse Hobbs at ringside. Now, I thought the match was really good. Thoroughly enjoyed the match. The tension within Team Taz obviously indicated, like, they tried to play it off like, oh, what a swerve, Hobbs turned on Cage. Like, didn't we all see this coming, knowing that Cage was on the outs with Team Taz? They were probably turning him face. I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet. It's the fucking slowest burning face turn I've ever seen. Um, Starks being the new champion is fine. I'm a big Starks guy. But kind of elaborate on what we were talking about earlier, Mr. Marceau, over text, about how much they butchered Team Taz. And the infighting with the, with the faction is fine, I guess. But, like, prior to this point, these guys could not win jack shit. Like, as far as... Singles feuds, tag team feuds. These guys haven't. You talk about, you know, Lance Archer not winning anything meaningful. These guys never won anything meaningful, and now they're already splitting up. I feel like it's one of the bigger misuses of the million factions they have at the moment in AEW. No, yeah, I'm a big fan of Team Taz. So um, the whole infighting and Taz was like, oh yeah, we got to settle this. Like this, how we're going to settle it. And then obviously the big turn came, but they made it seem like like no one saw it coming when it was kind of right in your face, unless you're an idiot. So. It is what it is. I don't love it. I, I thought they were good together as a group. But like you said, they're kind of like the bad guy villain in a movie who could just never get up. Like, he couldn't even get up over on the good guy. Not once. So, like, they were a good team, I thought. But, like, they never won when it mattered. They never really did anything. Like, lost every few that mattered. Um, never really got any, like, heat to even get come up. And so, like, even if they did do something bad, it just wasn't even... You didn't even care that they got their comeuppance because they just lost constantly. They never... One a few, to my knowledge. They were just, like, a good group of guys. They mixed together. I thought Taz was great as a, as a commentator. I thought Cage was good, Starks, and then Powerhouse, and, I mean, your favorite, Hook. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of wish Powerhouse was the one that beat Cage. I don't know. Him and, like, I guess him protecting Starks is kind of how they're going to do it, but I don't know. I just, I would rather, have, I think Powerhouse Hobbs has probably the most potential. Even more than Starks, maybe. Wow, I don't know. I feel okay. like Hobbs... Especially with the WWE, I think could be a big, big time player. I think he's great. Hook, I mean, he's fine. I, I know you think he's like a middle schooler because he does look like a middle schooler, but um, <laughs> I think he's fine for like his role. It's not like he's in there wrestling yet. Yeah. Um, he's kind of like a, a manager at this point, basically. So I'm fine with that. I think I like Starks, I like Cage, I like Cobb. So going forward, it should be good. But I think they should have kept him a lot around a lot longer and actually made them win matches and kind of be like a legitimate threat instead of just being another straight, another group of heels aren't straight shooters. And they have a lot of good factions in AEW, too many factions, of course, but like of all the factions they have to be booking this one as poorly as they have. And what I, what I think that one of the factions with some of the more potential of every other faction in AEW to me is mind boggling, but um, obviously it's not over. They're just getting cage out of there and branching him off on his own. But I think we've discussed this before. When you already have this monster babyface in Lance Archer, who also isn't really doing much at all, you know, at the no, at the moment of no at the moment, why would anyone think that Cage would be any different? Like, where do you go from here with Cage if he gets his win back over Starks or Hobbs? Maybe that's the the end game here. Maybe it's a triple threat. Who knows? 
But, like, beyond that, though, do you have him face maybe Miro for the championship? Does he win? Probably not. Like, I just feel like you already have enough of those, not even enough, but, like, Lance Archer, to me, already fills that, already fills that role. You could have another monster babyface, but I just feel like a breakout babyface run for Cage right now just might be too soon, at least in my opinion. It's funny that you say that, too, because you're like, who could he face? I was literally about to say Miro, because that's the only other person I can yeah. think of at this point. And I see him as a mid-card guy. Um, at least in the near future, so it's not like, I mean, Omega's already tied up clearly with Hangman. I mean, there isn't too many other big heels that he could really go after. I mean, maybe like Matt Hardy, but mm, I'm all set with that. I think Hero's <laughs> kind of the uh, best example at this point, but I don't think he's going to win, so it's like, like a Lance Archer situation that he'll go for the title, lose again, and kind of be a big baby face that has no kind of direction. We're a year removed from Powerhouse Hobbs as Will Hobbs losing to Orange Cassidy in 10 seconds on Dark. Have you officially gotten that stench washed out of your mouth from that a year ago, or is it still stinging for you? So it's still there. I'll never forget. It's like one of those things, like, I'll let it go eventually, but I'll never forget. Um, after that match, yeah, with Hangman, it kind of won me over, but, like, at the back of my head, I'm still like, he did job out to Orange Cassidy, like, nine months ago. So... Like, I, I, I'm over it now, but I'll never forget. So, like, if he ever wins the world title or anything, I'll make sure I tweet out, like, remember when he lost to Orange Cassidy in three seconds? So, it'll just always be there. In, so, in his debut, no less. Love Hobbs, though. Big Hobbs guy. I think he has tremendous amount of talent. Um, he's still, I hope, fairly young. I don't know his age, but he has the look. He had a great match with Hangman. If, if done right, I think he could be a big-time player for them. I'm glad to see you coming around to Powerhouse Hobbs because I didn't know how you felt about him originally. We talked about him when he first got signed six, seven, eight months ago. I didn't know if you were a big fan at that point. I don't think you were, but I'm glad he's kind of grown on you. I've, I've been a Hobbs fan since I first saw him. When he first came out for that dark match, and I think they gave him an entrance, I'm like, wow, this guy's a fucking monster. I haven't even seen him wrestle yet, and this guy looks like he could be a star for this company. And then the bell rang, and then Orange Cassidy hit the Superman punch, and it was over in 10 seconds. And I'm like, why the fuck would you do that? Even if you know that you're not going to sign the guy, which they ended up doing anyway months later, it still makes literally no sense. Like, even if they gave Orange some offense and had him fight from underneath and won, I would be more okay with that. I don't know. I get hung up on stupid shit. It's merely nitpicking, but I really don't understand why they did that a decade ago. Or you know, even a year later, it could be ten years later. It could be a decade later. And I still will never forget that, like you said. Um, nonetheless, Malachi Black, the former Alistair Black, has arrived in AEW as of last week, brawling with Cody Rhodes on the show. Clearly setting the stage for a future matchup, which, in my opinion, has got to be saved for All Out. You don't do it at Fight for the Fall, and you don't fucking do it on Dynamite. You got to save it for the pay per view. You can't have Black wrestle before then. I don't even know if I would do that. They can get creative in how they can kind of keep this going before the pay per view in less than two months. Um, I want to get your thoughts though, because we did discuss this over text a little bit last week. We didn't talk about it here on the show, obviously, but as I mentioned, I think Cody Rhodes is a good first feud for Malachi. They're taking a different approach with him. Like with Andrade, they're clearly just going to feed him wins before he enters championship contention, and that's fine. With Malachi, I think the better approach is to give him a big first feud right out of the gate. And I know you had said, yes, Cody had beaten Archer. I remember that. I know he had beaten all these other people. He recently beat Marshall in a go-go, I think, because they're setting him up for something bigger. And obviously, he was beating those guys before Alistair was ever even fired from WWE. 
But, like, Cody has won enough lately where I think he is owed a loss, and Malachi is the perfect person for him to lose to kind of establish Black as a, you know, a top guy or a, a, an important guy off the bat. So I want to get your thoughts on Malachi Black in AEW because I know you had some reservations regarding that, and also Cody Rhodes being his first feud right off the bat. No, I, I mean, I think it's a good get for them. I, I mean, I don't want them to keep signing every WWE guy and just thrusting them in. I think eventually it gets to the point they're like, you're going to hire every ex-WWE guy. Mm. But I, I think it's a good signing. I mean, obviously the 30-day non-compete was perfect for them to debut him when they did. Um, putting him in Cody's great. I just, it's like, okay, if he beats Cody, then what? That's kind of, I mean, so you beat Cody, it's going to be a big win. Who's he going to face next? That's kind of like, I, at least at this point for me, it'd be like, if they're going to push him, he's clearly a heel. Like, he's going to face Brian Cage. Like, he's not going to go after, if Hangman won the title, it's not like he's going to go right after him. They'll probably do an Omega rematch somewhere down the line. I just, I really don't know what you do with him once, if he beats Cody. It's like, where does he go from there? Miro's heel, so he's not going to face him. That's kind of the same thing with Andrade. It's like, yeah, they're feeding him wins, but what are, you, like, what are they going to do with him? So, I think if you look at the roster, Hangman's probably going to win the championship of the pay-per-view. I don't want to see him immediately go into world championship contention. But, like, I think Darby Allen makes perfect sense. He's not, I don't know what he's going to be doing going to all out. What'd you say? Totally forgot about Darby yeah, for a second. Darby, I think that would be a perfect matchup, obviously, given their styles. I think that'd be a fucking sexy feud, so I would love to see that. You got Darby... Listen, I don't love this idea either. I know what you're going to say. Jericho's an option beyond the MJF stuff. But he could beat Jericho. Obviously, Jericho's not going to beat Malachi Black in 2021. But you can have it be a brief feud. Have him beat Jericho. Again, Moxley's another one. Moxley's not doing anything of note right now. He's another one, actually. Even more than Malachi, you talk about what's next for him. Where do you go with Moxley? Let's say he does lose to Archer next week. Where do you go with Moxley beyond that? Definitely not world title contention. He's already lost to Omega a million times. Not a million, but like enough. I'm done with that feud. What do you do with Moxley? Is it Moxley and Miro? Does he go to TNT title contention? What do you do with him? I was literally going to say you do Moxley and Miro, I guess. In the <laughs> I love how Miro's like the, the, just the go-to guy yeah, for everybody. If he needs an opponent that's not going for the title because it's clearly going to be Paige, I'm immediately saying Miro because I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Like besides like like Jungle Boy maybe, but like that's not where the story seems to be going. It seems like they're still feuding with the Matt Hardy clan. Um, I don't know. It's tough because I feel like there's so many heels, so the amount of baby faces they have, if they're already tied up in something. It's like, what do you do with them now? Like mm-hmm. uh, so I, I mean, Miro is just clearly the the go to guy at this point. So I mean, Moxley Miro would, uh, would be a, a pretty good feud. So I wouldn't hate that, um, but. Yeah, that's that's how it comes to this point. At this point, if I don't know, I just say Miro if it's yeah. a baby fit. It's clearly not going to be Omega, so you just literally just say Miro. <laughs> Those are the only top heels they have. Because I don't know, if, if if Team Taz meant a worth, if they were worth the shit, you could do him in Cage or something again. I know they feuded for a little bit last year, but like you can go back to that, but you can't now that he's going babyface. MJF is currently tied up with Jericho. They're clearly doing that at All Out. MJF has got to win, although I'm not convinced that he will. Um, he's got the five labors of Jericho. You excited for Jericho? And uh, let me check my notes. Sean Spears next week. Honestly, the whole labors thing. I'm glad I was on the show last week. I was so mad and so dumb. I was going to go on an <laughs> absolute page, and I luckily wasn't on the show, so got to help out. I don't know. I just think it's just why do we? He beat him twice. Why do we have to see it again? I just I agree. And if MJF, and if MJF loses, I'm going to be beside myself. So we'll see. I saw that Sean Spears can use chairs. I'm like. 
I get it. He's a German. The last, also, last week when Sammy hit him with the chair right in front of his face, like clearly coming in front of him was the dumbest. <laughs> that was pretty dumb. I don't mind the five labors of Jericho. The idea of another Jericho MJF match is what bothers me because it is completely pointless. I liked how they're branching off into their own individual shit with the factions, and they're not really. I mean, they did a six man tag team match last week, but like, I'm looking forward to FTR and, and San, uh, Santana Ortiz at some point. I don't give a fuck about Sean Spears, so Sammy and Sean doesn't really do much for me, but you could do that on Dynamite one of these weeks. Um, we already had Wardlow and Hager, so let's move on from that. I don't know. I would have just done Jericho and MJF on TV and then move on. Because like you said, he's already beaten him twice. He beat him in blood and guts. He beat him back at full gear. What the fuck is gained? I, I think I talked about this with Alexis last week, but like nothing is gained from MJF beating Jericho and Jericho beating MJF is just stupid. So like, I don't know. I guess we'll see where they go with it, but I'm not overly optimistic. Um, let's talk about the page dark order elite stuff. You do not like this stuff. I know we had a debate about this over text. I'm a fan of it. I'm a fan of where they're going with it. The elite are fucking goofs, but I enjoyed the segment last night. Um, as long as dark order don't win the tag titles, I don't think they are. I'm completely okay with this, but give me your side of the story. What do you think about this feud and where they're going with it and the whole page dark order elite shit? I'm just not a fan of the dark order one. I think they're just, I just literally careless about anyone in the group. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I know everyone needs a faction, so that's what they put Paige with, but I feel like it just makes him look like an absolute idiot, too. And the whole elite stuff, I mean, it's not even like, it's just awful. Imagine that being your top heel group, but just a bunch of jack-offs. I just, the, 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 the outfits they wear, the, the way they talk, it's just like phony, fake wrestling, and it, it honestly bothers the hell out of me. Matt Jackson's so fake, it's not even funny. And then, like, you have the Good Brothers earlier in the show being serious, and they come out an hour later out like jackasses. I just, I don't understand how people can actually think that that like they're good. Like, oh, this is great, it's funny. Like, no, it's just fucking stupid. Yeah, listen, I like the elite, but I do think they're way too over the top sometimes. And again, we've discussed this before. The Matt Jackson, I, I thought everyone played their roles well in the segment last night, but Matt Jackson's like over-the-top delivery of his promos with that voice, you know, the young bucks. Were, like, the whole shit is just so annoying. Because you know, we, we've we've heard him speak naturally before, like, actually speak. You know what I mean? And I'm not, not to say he's a great talker, but, like, to put on the fake accent when we already know what he sounds like is just goofy, and it doesn't make him seem any more intimidating if that's what they're going for. Yeah, they're just doing it because he thinks that's what he's supposed to sound like. I don't know. It's terrible. I don't, I don't understand how people think that's good. Like, oh, he's playing heel. Yeah, he's playing. He's not acting like... He's, <laughs> he's acting like a heel. He's not actually being a heel. No one actually hates him for being a bad person. They hate him because he's like a douche. And he's like purposely being douchey with the stuff they wear and stuff. They're just goofs. And like I said, I like Kurt Anderson and Gallows, but like early in the show, they come out all serious and they come out later with like berets on and I'm like, yeah, it's, it's just... <laughs> yeah, it's inconsistent. It's stupid. It's just dumb. And I just... I get. I just don't get it. And then Omega's just like him and Callus are just. Oh my god! It's not even like go away. He just goofy. Like I've seen all the time. People like they're like a Disney or Nickelodeon like villain gang. Like they're just always silly and goofy and stupid. So what about Paige and Omega? We getting that at all out for the championship? You think? I mean, we better at this point. I I like Hangman a lot. If you wait any longer, I I mean. I think the crowd will be behind them regardless, but I think the longer you wait, the better chance there is that people just kind of don't want to see it at this point. I, I would just do it now. If you wait, I mean, he could get hurt or something could happen. I, I would just do it now. Um, if he goes and loses to him at All Out, I just, I don't know. I, I, 
and I, I would do it all out. I just, I also don't like to like, oh, you have to win a match to get a contention against me, but they give every Joe Blow a title match just for no reason. But Hangman's the number one contender. He's got to fight in a five-on-five elimination match to get a title shot. Yeah, I no, mean, I, I yeah, stupid. Well, I think they had. I think they had said to clarify, he is getting a title shot regardless. They haven't said that yet, but he's putting the title shot on the line in order to get the Dark Order a title shot. I think that's what they're going for. So I I might be wrong, and that is also an unpredictable match because you could have the Elite win, and then Page is like, okay, how is he going to earn a title shot? I think Page and the Dark Order will win. My only issue with that match that they're going to do at some point, I don't know if it's next week or the week after, probably not next week, but. It has an elimination stipulation, which means that either Omega or Page have to get pinned, unless they get DQ'd, but, like, I'm not sure really why you would do that. Like, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense, so we'll, we'll see where they go with it, but I'm sure they do it all out. I agree they should do the title change there, if only because if they do it at full gear, it becomes more obvious that Page wins, and then it kind of, like, dwells the pop a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, if you know Page is going to win, it's like, oh, okay, cool. It's like, okay, nice. But if it happens at all out and you don't know if he's going to kick out or not, it makes it a bigger deal. It's like more of a surprise. So I really hope they do it there. And as we always say, they strike when the iron is hot. Because otherwise, if you wait till full gear, like you said, people are going to be behind him regardless. But it might make that moment a little less special if they wait until November when it's currently July. And especially, like you said, if, if he doesn't win at all out, like... There's a chance he can lose, but I, I think it would be dumb of him to lose. But if you go to all, if you go to full gear and they do it again, he's clearly winning. It just doesn't make it as special. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you could do it at full gear, and it's a year from their last match. But I don't know. I would just do it at all out personally, especially with how fucking over he is right now. Uh, Cage and Matt Hardy. Honestly, I know this is a feat a lot of people don't care about. I'm not saying I'm um, I'm super excited to see it at all, but and I like both guys a lot. Currently wearing a Matt Hardy shirt, courtesy Mr. Marceau. But I thought this honestly was the best Matt Hardy match I've seen in AEW, and he should not be having many of them at this stage of his career. But I thought they worked really well together. They had a very good match, and I think one of the better parts of this match for me is that it wasn't your typical AEW high-flying bullshit interference. It was just a straightforward, good match, good kickouts, drama, suspense, action. Both guys looking good, despite being like 45 or whatever it is. I thought, honestly, this exceeded my expectations way better than it should have been, and a good win for Christian Cage. I don't really care about the whole HFO, Jurassic Express con- uh, shit continuing, but I assume that kind of sets the stage at some point for Jungle Boy and Christian. But before we get to that, what were your thoughts on the match itself? So you're saying it was an actual wrestling match. You said it wasn't the AEW. <laughs> okay, so I just want to clarify. Honestly, you're gonna hate what I want to say. I fucking zip through this. I mean, fast, well, I don't, I don't blame you for zipping through. But if you watched that, I think you would have liked it. Okay, I still haven't deleted the recording, so I guess I can go back and watch it at some point. But yeah, I zipped right through it. I just Christian and Matt Hardy at this point. I just I like Christian more than I like Matt Hardy. I think the whole HFO and Jungle Express stuff. I'm in. Who could possibly care? But, I mean, uh, now that you said it was an actual wrestling match, I might have to actually go back and watch it now. And if you still don't give a fuck, that's fine. But as long as you watch and you give me your two cents, that's fine. I don't blame you for skipping over because going in, a lot of people didn't give a shit about this match, and that's totally fine. Um, but again, we're clearly getting a six-man at some point. Hardy in Private yeah. Party against Jurassic Express. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus specifically, not that loser Marco stunt. And Christian Cage. They were kind of teasing something with Jungle Boy and Christian they have for a while. Like, it looked like because Luchasaurus put Christian on his shoulders and Jungle Boy looked like a little weird about it. I don't think they turned Luch- uh, Jungle Boy heel. I think they'd be fucking dumb with how over he is. 
Uh, but I think Cage turning heel, they need more heels, right? So I feel like him going heel, kind of filling that role that we don't currently have right now, would make the most sense, especially if we're not getting a Cage Omega match anytime soon. I honestly would probably turn Christian heel. He's been undefeated, and I don't know. That's what I would do. What, 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 do, you, what do you say? Yeah, I think turning Christian heel, I mean, I think they already have a ton of heels in the company, so, I mean, if you're going to have him and Omega down the line, I feel like they could do that maybe after... After he beats, uh, after he loses the hangman, but I mean, anything is always anything's possible. But um, clearly, they're going to do, like you said, a trios match between uh, Jurassic Express, hopefully without stunt, and do Cage instead. And I think that would be a decent little match on on all out if they did that. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the Hardy family office. I think Private Party has a ton of potential, and they just have never really gone with it. Um, but I mean, it should be a good match. Yeah, it should be a good match. You can get Jungle Boy over, give him another win. I think it works. Assuming he even goes over, Christian could remain undefeated, which is also possible. Um, Britt Baker, Nyla Rose next week for the Women's Championship. Baker cut a promo on the show. She's super over. I just don't really care about her and Nyla Rose, given that we have no real reason to cheer for her. I mean, I guess we like Baker, so we'll cheer for Baker, but she's not a babyface. So clearly Baker's winning next week. I mean, do you care about this match at all? I mean, I don't personally. No, I don't. I don't care about this match at all. I mean, Nyla Rose is, is terrible. I mean, Vicky's awful too. I mean, it was just kind of out of random. Like they had her championship celebration, then all of a sudden Nyla just threw her burgers away, and then all of a sudden it was like this big feud. I mean, I think Britt Baker. I mean, she's way over the crowd. I'd probably say her Hangman and probably Darby are the most over their crowd. And I get it. I mean, Britt Baker's been great, but I mean, where are these people when she was a babyface that were booing out of the building? So. <laughs> Um, yeah, we were there. They, we they, were there. They, yeah, for both shows. Person they push like everyone like oh no like she's also they're gonna push her so we're gonna hate her. I mean she was great as a babyface. I thought. I, I mean still looking back at it, she should have been the first champion. I think over Rio, but this heel run for her has been great. So I guess the diversion didn't really hurt them at that point. But uh, not like Britt Baker. I, I can see why people like her. She's seems very likable. The whole DMD thing's kind of got over at this point. Um, Kind of fear for her a little bit. I mean, I guess in that dump, in that tag team match, I just feel like she has been prone to injuries, and I hope like Nyla doesn't decapitate her with like rope knee thing that she does, like what she did against her in that tag team match. Stiff as shit. So I, lo- I love Britt, but I every time I see her get slammed, I just get a little nervous that she might get hurt. You know, I think Nyla Rose has improved. I don't dislike her as much as I did when the company first started, but that move is terrible. Like, I don't know why she does that move. It looks like it's going to fucking kill someone. Um, I do not like that move at all. I completely agree. I, I don't mind Nyla Rose. She's actually grown on me. I just, she's a heel, and I don't, I hate Vicky Guerrero. I fucking hate Vicky Guerrero. How relevant, I don't know if you heard it or not, how relevant was that line from Britt Baker, though, when she said, the only reason they're still relevant is because of your last name, Vicky, in 2021. I mean, I, that, that was spot on. It was true, but then I, I thought of Eddie, and then I almost cried, so. <laughs> line but i was like eh, i mean i mean it's not like it's not true i mean that's the most true statement i've ever heard vicky wouldn't be in the wrestling business if it wasn't for her husband so um i felt a little bad i mean still fresh moon here it was it 15 years ago i mean it's still a fresh <laughs> fresh moon for Minnie marceau crying his ear or crying his eyes that when eddie passed uh, 16 years ago november 2005 <laughs> what, what if the special announcement is that chavo's coming in Oh, God, I'd pop big for Chavito. <laughs> Ooh, Chavo. He's still one of the best okay, games. He's probably like, oh, no, I was never a big Chavo guy. No. I remember when him and 
Chavo Sr. screwed over Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania 20. Never forget that. Yeah, that, that was actually entertaining, but I, I still, like... I don't know. He he left WWE and he was doing a couple different things. He was in Impact for a while. They put <laughs> Impact put him with fucking Homicide, not Homicide. They put him with Hernandez. Oh, got to put the two Latinos together. I'm like, dude, this makes no sense. And they just never got over, and it was just a complete waste of time. That was stupid. And then he was also in Lucha for a while, too. And I just remember the crowd just sitting on their hands anytime he came out. Because it's like, who gives a fuck about Chavo Guerrero in 2015? Because he was never just a top... He was never a top guy. Like, they gave him the ECW title. But he was always, like... He was always Eddie's partner. He was never, like, the featured attraction, you know? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I always mind... I didn't mind Chavo. It's not like they, like, pushed him to the moon. He was fine and, like that, like, uh, cruiserweight division. I thought he was good. They had, like, a lot of good guys, so I think he played his role well. Uh, the feuds with Rey Mysterio, I mean, Billy Kidman, Jamie Noble, I mean, obviously looking back on that, probably not the greatest feuds of all time, but, like, I thought he played his role well. It wasn't like they, they, like, pushed him to the moon like Eddie. Like, Eddie was, like, a good part of main eventer. Chavo was, like, strictly nowadays would be, like, a strict 205 Live guy, but I thought he was good. I played He's played his role well. I, I don't know why people hate him so much, but... I didn't mind Chavo. I, I think I don't think I don't think I don't not like Chavo. I don't you know hate Chavo. I just I just found him boring. Like when they had him attack Ray when Ray got hurt and Ray lost the world championship and they tried to get Chavo over as like this big main event heel by attacking Ray and <clears throat> put him on putting him on the shelf for a year. <laughs> and then what was the follow up to Chavo Guerrero just completely killing Rey Mysterio and putting him on the shelf for a year? Nothing. They literally did nothing with Chavo for the next year. He may have gone back to championship contention for the Cruiserweight title before Ray came back, got his win back, and that was it for Chavo at that point. Like they had their one shot to maybe kind of make maybe make him something important. They never really he just didn't get over, but this has kind of turned into a Chavo bash session, so we'll move on. I, I, I didn't bash Chavo. I defended him. So. I, if he's listening, I, you listen. It's all me, so don't don't you know? Don't show any hate towards Mister Marceau. He's a Chavo guy. He's got that ooh Chavo theme on repeat every day. I'm a big like old SmackDown. Like I could list you a ton of good cruiserweight matches back in the day. <laughs> Alexis and I play SmackDown versus Raw or Seven from time to time. The general manager mode. In that game alone, they have Chavo, Ray, Psychosis, and Super Crazy. Like, and we have them all in the cruiserweight division because that's the that's the entire cruiserweight division back in like 2006. Yeah, where where are Hooventude? Where are the Juice? <laughs> He's not in the game for some reason. They were biased against Hooventude Guerrero. Yeah, I think he got released before that happened. Yeah. Might, he he might have got released post Mexico. Helms in the game? Gregory Helms making the game? Yeah, Helms there? in the game, yeah. Not not as Hurricane, but oh. he's in the game as, as Gregory, oh. though. His theme was amazing. It's I know time. you like the other No, the I didn't like the other one. I like It's Time better. No, I like the other one. The other one's better. Now listen, It's Time. I love that theme a lot more. I don't know. The other one just sounded generic to me. It's generic as fuck. I just like, I'm trying to think who he faced. It was like 2006. I think it was 06. It was 06. It was like one of the opening matches for Royal Rumble. And he came out. He was on Raw, but then he contended for the SmackDown Cruiserweight Championship and won. And he had that good theme. Oh, I love that. Who, Helms or good. Chavo? Gregory Helms. He came out to the. It's like the instrumental one. Yeah, no, that's the song that he has in the game, too. I think. Um, I don't remember who he beat, but then he was champion for a year because the division was dead and he had no one to face. <laughs> yeah. Beat. Jamie Noble sounds about right, but it could have been to Jerry. It might have been to, yeah, it could have been Jamie Noble. They had uh, Jimmy Wang Yang in the division at that point, too. It could have been Jimmy Wang Yang. I don't think, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Good times. Classic SmackDown days. 
Um, also last night we got Sammy Guevara, Wheeler Yuta. Good match while it lasted. Car, uh, crowd was really into Sammy Guevara. Yuki Sakazaki knocking off Penelope Ford. Uh, match was fine. Nothing too special. But, I mean, maybe they're building up Sakazaki for a feud with uh, Baker at some point. I'm not really sure why you would put over Penelope Ford, who's more of a regular in AEW than Yuka is. Um, and nothing really to note here about either match. But any thoughts in either of these matches? Uh, I mean, Sammy's extremely over. Another guy extremely over the crowd. Mm-hmm. I just... He's kind of in that, that middle ground. I just, I don't think he'll beat Miro at this point. I think he's just gonna, just a good baby face at this point. I just, I think he, he could be Miro. Yeah. What? I think he could be Miro down the road. He could, but I mean, I just don't see it happening. I, I, I don't know. I like him. I just, I don't know. I think he's a B plus player. Unfortunately, I think he's good. I just, I think people see him at a bigger, higher ceiling than he really has. I think he's good. I just. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't know if I can. We'll see. We'll see with him and then Yuki Saka, whatever her name was, Sakawara, Sakazara, whatever. Sakazaki. I don't know. Fine. The crowd, I mean, the crowd is eating it up. They acted like she was, uh, I don't even know. They, I mean, she's fine. I, just, I, don't, I, just, I guess they I missed mean, her or something. I don't know. I don't really care I, about her, but she was fine. I mean, I missed her so much, it zipped right through her. Uh, <laughs> And Penelope Ford, since she had that match with Sheeta, she's I think she's regressed. I mean, she looked terrible last night, but I mean, Yuki Sakazawa is not the greatest either. What happened to Sheeta, by the way? I mean, I haven't seen her on TV since she lost the belt. She's been on Dark. You haven't been watching Dark and Dark Elevation? No. Two hours of uh, of squash matches. It's in, it's exciting, but no, she cut her hair and she's been on the Dark shows ever since. She's not been on Dynamite since, which is odd because you would think that she'd want to come back on the show and look for a title shot, but I guess she doesn't care about the championship that much. Didn't she like hold the belt for a year and now she's not even on the TV show anymore yet? <laughs> that goes to show you what they give it, how they thought about Sheeta. If she was champion for a year, she was barely on the show when she was champion, and she hasn't been on the show at all since she lost the championship. I mean, come on, man. It's not like she disappeared and it's like, oh, they're going to hold her out for Like when Sasha lost and she's coming back soon. It's not like that. She's been on AEW programming, but she hasn't been on Dynamite at all. She hasn't even been referenced. I mean, that just kind of goes to show you, and Sheeta's great. I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. She was not on the TV show when she was champion, so yeah. well, I suspect she's on the TV show now. Yeah, no, it makes sense. So you said Sammy, in your opinion, was a B-plus player. Do you feel the same way about Darby Allen, who bested uh, Ethan Page in a coffin match last night? Yeah, I like Darby. I mean, I think he's... I guess maybe could, like, get some... Okay, shit. Could get somewhere, like, big. Like, maybe get a, t- a world title run. I just feel like... The TNT title is like his ceiling at this point. I think he's extremely over, and I get it, but I don't know if it's just his size or what. I just don't see him getting past a certain level in the company, unfortunately. I just They have other big-time players that I think they'd push over him. But I think he's great. I mean, people love him, and I can understand why. He's kind of got, like, obviously not the same, but he's kind of like Jeff Hardy, yep. like circa 2000 vibes, like Daredevil and hits his shit, and it looks good, and he's got a different, like, enigma around him, so... Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it's good, but I just, yeah, I think eventually it gets to a point that. So, I, th- I think he can win the world champion. I think he can win the world championship at some point, but you made the comparison to Jeff Hardy, and I completely agree with that. Jeff Hardy won the title a couple times, but how many times did he hold the championship for more than a month? I mean, I think after that Armageddon win, I think he held it for a month after that, and he lost it to Edge. Like, he won the world heavyweight championship, he lost it that night, he won it again, and he lost it within a month to CM Punk, so... I think Darby, he's more of a chase guy. I mean, he was TNT champion for six months. But 
let's let's put it this way: TNT or TNT AEW has had three world champions so far, and they've all had extremely long reigns. If Allen was to ever become champion, he doesn't have to hold the belt for like six months. I think he could win the championship if the if the story made sense and whatever, and it was the right person. Like if he beat, I don't know. He's beaten Brian Cage before. He is a smaller guy, but like for him, it's I guess it's okay. It depends on what the story is. But he could lose the belt like on the on like the show like a month later. You know what I mean? Like I feel like he can win the championship and then he can lose it soon after. He doesn't have to be a perennial main event player. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, like you said, I think if he won it, he would be like a quick reign. I think he's like similar to Jeff Hardy, Rey Mysterio, those smaller exactly, guys. Exactly. Yeah. They're all better in chase mode. It's like you want to see them champion, but once you're champion, you're like. It just loses its luster. That happens with a lot of BB faces too. If they're not like they're kind of like the underdog, it's great seeing them champion, but it's also way better to see them in chase mode. So, um, I think he can, like you said, I guess against the right person, it, it would work. I just, I don't know. I, I think he'd, he's better in chase mode, like you said. So, if he won the belt, he wouldn't need a long reign, and yeah. So, I mean, I think people would get over him quickly as champion, which happens a lot with baby faces. Yeah, I mean, fans can be fickle, but I mean, in, in a certain respect, people are some people are better in chase mode than they are as champion. Uh, what were your thoughts on the coffin match? That was fine. I, I'm not Ethan Page's biggest fan. I think he's fine. I agree. Um, he, he uh, to me, screams the... B-plus player more than anyone else you've mentioned so far, to me. Yeah, I, mean, I think he's a good hand. I think he's like a tag team guy. I know that's what he was in Impact, but I think he's good. I think if they give him and Scorpio... I guess a decent push. I'm not a big fan of like the man of the year thing or whatever. Yeah, that's stupid. I just I don't get it. It's just the faction or gimmick just to put him on. But I think <laughs> I think it's stupid that they took Scorpio away from SEU and then they just put him right in another tag team. So yeah, we'll see. But I, I think he's good. I think the match was good for what it was. I mean, nothing nothing crazy. Hate I always hate the picture in pictures. I just feel like the matches that shouldn't do it, they do it more than often. No, I skip it every I, time. I don't. I never watch yeah, that shit. I know. And I, like, I don't have time to watch in a little box. Like, and nothing I ever would, happens. It's the same shit that happens yeah. during a commercial. You know what I mean? But like, whatever happened to like just do a commercial break when the match is over? I get it. Like, you probably yeah. get more content. You get well. The thing is, I, I'm obviously not a TV format or run a company, but I'm assuming you probably get. You can get more segments than if you're not taping during the like commercial. So mm-hmm. they could probably get a couple more matches or segments than if they're doing picture and picture and whatever and whatever. But and I'm not a big fan of it. I think that's what kind of not hurt them, but like NXT used to be great when it was on the network because you get everything in full and went out to watch commercials or anything. Now you get the picture and picture or not see it. So I thought it was a good match. I like Darby. Like you said, I think him and Ethan Page specifically big big B plus players, which isn't bad. I think they're good mid card guys. Um, but with all the influx of WWE guys that are going to probably take up most of the mid-card as well, I'm interested to see how they kind of equate that, because I think Andrade will probably be a, a good mid-card player, same with Alex or Black, Miro, um, I mean, you got Matt Hardy, or Christian, you still got a lot of other guys, Sammy Guevara, I mean, I think their mid-card division's good, just kind of putting all the pieces we got to put in the tag team division, I mean, there's so many of them, and they make a lot of makeshift teams as well, so they, they have a lot of guys, I think, Rampage will definitely help. I hope they don't just add titles to Rampage, just add titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think getting... Because not everyone watches Dark and Elevation and that yeah. stuff. Like, I mean, I'll watch Rampage and I'll watch Dynamite. I, I mean, I, that's two shows already. I can't be watching Elevation and Dark, especially when it's a squash match. It's just to get the guys on the show. So hopefully once Rampage comes around, more people get more time. They can help 
make people more interesting and further out some feuds. I feel like I couldn't say the last time I saw a tag team match that didn't have like the Bucks in it or something like that. Like, when's the last time like Varsity Blondes or like one of those teams like faced another team on Dynamite? I couldn't even tell you. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I remember the Arcade Anarchy match a couple months ago. That was that was like in March though. Um, like I'm sure, there's obviously been matches, but I what'd you say? Like you said, a couple months ago. Yeah, no, I'm I'm sure there's been matches. Obviously, just not many I can think of. Like I remember they did Private Party versus Christian and Jungle Boy coming out of Double or Nothing. But in terms of like a meaningful tag team match, well, here's one for you. Coming up at some point, clearly we're getting FTR and the Pinnacle. Um, at or I'm I'm sorry, FTR and Santana Ortiz. But like. I, I, I Listen, I completely agree. For a division that is as stacked as it is, and the best tag team division probably in any company anywhere right now, there's a lot of teams that just kind of blend together because they're only ever on fucking dark. Like you said, I think Elevation, or not Elevation, Rampage is going to help with that. They also got to be careful with who more they sign. Um, you know, listen, I, I I know you mentioned last week with Black when we were talking about it over text, like, yeah, he's another ex-WWE guy. They can't sign up every WWE guy. But if you asked me three months ago, though, or a month ago, or whenever the fuck Black got fired, who I would hire from, like, the people that got cut this year, the three names that would have come to mind of everybody, and they fired a lot of people this year, the three people I would have said were Black, Andrade, and Samoa Joe. And Joe went back to WWE, and they've already hired Black and Andrade. That's it. I would probably hire Ruby Riot for the women's division, because I think she's really good. The Iconics... I don't really care, to be honest. I mean, I like the Iconics, but I think they're honestly better in an impact. There are other fucking companies out there. Like, they don't have to all go to AEW. I think that's the biggest issue. I know AEW is the biggest platform, but they don't have to hire everyone under the sun. Murphy, I might make an exception for, because I really like Murphy, but he is a guy more than Alistair, to kind of go off of your point from last week. He is a guy I could absolutely see him get lost in the mid-card shuffle in AEW, because he doesn't stand out as much as an Andrade does or an Alistair Black does. So, we'll see. I don't think they'll hire many more people. I mean, they probably will, but... I don't know. Are there any other free agents that you think to yourself, oh, they should probably hire this guy or consider hiring this guy that that have their, you know, non-competes expiring at some point? Maybe Murphy, but that's about it. And maybe, then, you know, him and Ruby Riot. Yeah, I'd say Ruby Riot. I mean, I like Murphy. Just, I think, like you said, he'd be the perfect example of someone they hire. And he'd be on the show for a week, and then he'd be Sean Spears 2.0. So. Yeah, yeah. And I like Murphy a lot. I just, I, if I was him, I would kind of go off to the like slow independence, kind of get his feet back underneath him again, and then then go back to like a big company. I, don't know. I got Cam. I feel like he needs a little bit more seasoning. Maybe I think he's great, but he still has like that WWE stench on him. So yeah, because he's here for so long. Like, yeah, yeah. Pull, maybe pull a Drew McIntyre, like go away for like a year. Um, get, rebuild his image and stuff, and then come back and maybe go out to WWE or go to another company and kind of under a new kind of look. But I mean, the whole Buddy Murphy thing was kind of done to death at that point, at the very end. Yeah, we'll see. I think he can go to like a New Japan and do well there. I, I don't know. Just you look at everyone else, like a Kalista, would he really make a difference in AEW? No, the guy's no. really talented, but he can go almost anywhere else, and I think he'd be fine. Um, Mojo, God fucking forbid, like a Braun Strowman, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think any of these people really, really fit the AEW vibe at all. So hopefully that's it for people they hire for right now. Cause there's a lot of people like Lance Archer isn't doing shit. So, uh, they need to, and, and again, like you said, hopefully Rampage will help as well, but time will tell. Um, so before we get to money, the bank predictions, we're not going to do a full on NXT or raw review. 
Um, I thought Raw was actually better than usual this week. I really thought it was a decent show, building up Money in the Bank. I thought what they did with Sheamus and Carrillo was fine. Building up Sheamus and Priest for some point I thought was great. The Falls Can Anywhere match I thought was awesome. Um, the only thing I didn't like about this show was Lashley losing to Xavier Woods clean, which made absolutely no fucking sense. And the only reason they did it, okay, it made sense in the fact they wanted Bill to Lashley like snapping on MVP, and it was a good VIP lounge segment. The promo was great. You don't have him fucking lose to Xavier Woods, that was my problem. So uh, what were your takeaways from Ron Monday night from what you can recall, Mr. Marceau? No, I thought Raw was a decent show. I think lately the issue with Raw for me, it's I just feel like it's like the same matches and stuff every week, which yep. hopefully, uh, I mean, the pay-per-view on Sunday, they'll start kind of going towards SummerSlam stuff, so some stuff will be ended on on, on Monday at, on Sunday night, and Money in the Bank, and I mean, yeah, Lashley losing, it just, that's like, that's kind of my biggest issue as well. I just, I I, I just, especially in wrestling nowadays, I just feel like so many guys lose or, like, have competitive matches with people that are just so below their level. Like, I get it. They want Lashley snap, but, like, losing to Xavier Woods, like... Come on, man. Really? Come on. And, and that's, like, I always say it, though, but it's, like, when, so, like, Cody has a competitive match with Peter Avalon, it's like, dude, you guys should be... You need to beat him in, like, five minutes, if that. But, no, he has a 15-minute, like, barn burner, starcade match with the guy, and the guy's a bum, and it's, like... It's stuff like that that always annoys me. I think AEW does that a lot more often than anyone else. Like, they'll have, like, a preliminary guy go, like, toe-to-toe with a guy that they're trying to push. It's like, so is this guy that you're pushing really that good? Or, like, what's going on? I just, they like, whatever happened to, like, Cody or, like, one of those guys just beating, like, an underneath guy in, like, five minutes? Like, maybe the guy gets a little offense, but, like, make the guy look strong. I just, I feel like, especially with the Xavier Woods, I like him, but he's a tag team guy. It's like... I can't even think. It's like if Sylvan Grenier gave Undertaker a run for his money back in, like, 05. Like, no. He beat him. <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those things. I just, it seems so dumb. I was like, oh, why? Well, everyone needs a chance. Like, no, the guy's an underneath guy. Like, don't push him like he's a, a star because he's not. It makes your star look worse, if anything. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. I just... Because you know Woods isn't getting a title shot. It's not like when Kofi beat Lashley a month or two ago. I wasn't a big, big fan of it, but it's like, okay. They clearly went back to it, obviously. But Kofi's a former WWE champion. He had help. It was whatever. Xavier literally beat Lashley clean as a fucking sheet. You know who the last person to do that was? It was Drew McIntyre a year and a half ago. I mean, that's saying that Xavier Woods is better than Goldberg. Give me a fucking break. I mean, come on, dude. It's stupid. And I like Xavier Woods a lot. This isn't an Xavier Woods bash session, but I just think it's stupid. Because you know there's not going to be any follow-up. They literally had a Hell in the Cell match a couple of weeks ago, and Lashley dominated. So what's the difference? Just to have the promo at the end? And it was a great promo, but you don't, you can get to point A to point B, other than having Lashley lose as cleanly as he did to a B... That, not even a B-plus player, like a, a B-minus player. Because Woods is never probably even sniffing a mid-card title, let alone a world title. And I love Woods, but, like, that's just the reality of it. So, I don't know. I just thought that was stupid. But I did enjoy the show for what it was. They did switch up the format a little bit this week. Like, Rhea and Natalia. I don't give a fuck about Natalia. But, like, that was a good match. It was a new match. It was whatever. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. I thought the match was fine. I thought the show was fine, rather. And I really enjoyed the Falls Can Anywhere match. That gave me... a. I don't know if you saw it or not. Did you ever see the all-night-long match between Puma and Mundo and Lucha? It was like a 60-minute Iron Man match. I feel like you saw that when it first happened years ago. I believe so. It sounds familiar. It was like a 60-minute Iron Man match. It was Falls Can Anywhere. It was fucking sexy. 
Um, that's kind of what the Falls Can Anywhere match on Monday reminded me of. But, you know, they work wonderfully together, too. As far as NXT is concerned, um, you know, I thought it was another good show this week. Some decent stuff happening. NXT title defended in the main event. Gargano losing, as he should. Uh, Cross-attacking Samoa Joe. Interesting. We'll see where that goes. Mandy Rose returning to NXT. And um, Aaliyah getting called up in exchange for Mandy Rose. So that was quite the development as well. Thoughts on NXT from this past week, Mr. Marceau? I thought NXT was good. I mean, the main event was great with Cross and Gargano. I like how Cross won clean. Gargano seems to be out of the title picture, which is good. Love the Samoa Joe Cross stuff. I'm honestly surprised Cross hasn't been called up yet. I mean, I know a lot of people aren't his biggest fan. I don't know. I just think the guy's absolute money. I think he'd be a main event guy on Raw or SmackDown if you call them up in a couple couple weeks. Even tomorrow, I think he could be a stud. I just I love his look. I think he's good enough in the ring that he's not. I mean. I put on five star matches, but I mean, neither is Bobby Lashley or Drew McIntyre. I just think he's just a hoss that can they can push to the moon if needed. So love Cross. Um, trying to think what else happened on the show. Um, the breakout tournament. I honestly had no idea Duke Hudson was playing. Oh, Van- yeah, I forgot about that. Didn't yeah. know that at all. I mean, the guy face is kind of a goof. I did pop for the uh, tarantula. I knew he was trained by Tajiri, but um, I died for that. I love that. <laughs> Um, so that was good. Um, I'm glad. I'm uh, glad uh, the former Brendan Vink won. I'm he's growing on me. I thought he was good. Ember and Dakota was great. I love how they're still teasing like the whole Raquel Dakota thing. Um, then now we give Zia Lee gets a chance. Obviously, it's going to lead to a point of Dakota wanting her title shot, and they'll obviously get the break there. But that's good stuff. Um, we didn't talk about last week because I was on the show, but. Uh, Zoe Stark and EO winning the belts was yep. great. Mm-hmm. I will say, I love Zoe Stark's finish. Like, oh, that, it like, is a good yeah. finish. It is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like the, It's like a fireman's carry FU into her knee. I think she does. And it looks like absolute money. So, good for them to win. Mandy Rose going to NXT. It's interesting. I think her, kind of like Sonya, I mean, they also, they were on the main roster for like a year or two. They seemed like they were kind of just treading water. Just I think they both could have used a little bit more time on, on NXT. Obviously, they had that good feud coming out. Uh, last year, I believe it was, yep. and then obviously everything was sewing to happen. And then Mandy was kind of floating in the tag team division, but I think she could she could use a call down to NXT. I think she could get her feet uh, under her a little bit, get a little bit more seasoning, kind of develop her character a little bit. I think she's decent enough in the ring, but I don't know. I just feel like everyone just thought like she's gonna be this great or potentially great, and they just never pushed her. I'm not sure they seem to push her, and then they kind of pulled her back. So her going NXT is a lot better than her on Raw with Dana Brooke losing to, like, everyone. So, Awful. Um, it's interesting to see what they do. Aaliyah, I mean, I think she's regressed. I'm not sure exactly why they called her up. <laughs> I'm telling you for text. I mean, I hope they put her with Eva and then put Dewdrop with Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. I know they kind of teased it on Monday. I'm hoping it wasn't just a tease just for no reason. I feel like there was some kind of, hopefully, some kind of meaning behind it because, obviously, she stayed on the playground she had good interactions with, with uh, Alexa. Eva kind of dismissed her. I feel like Aaliyah is like the perfect, like, snobby, like, I don't know. She, I feel like she fits with Eva better than than Piper or Dewdrop, whatever I want to call her. But I think she's been great. Even though her name's terrible, I think whenever she's wrestled, she's been great and a big shining star for that division. So calling her up, I, I mean, not, besides the name being terrible, I think it's been great because they've kind of showcased her in her matches when she's wrestled for Eva. So um, I think her kind of being Alexa's new Lily 
thank God that's gone. I hope. I mean, it's still, hope, under, dude. <laughs> still under Titantron, so I'm hoping maybe next week they'll finally take it off. Um, and like I said, like she can be Alexa's like basically minion, and like she can take control of Dewdrop, and if she wins the title or whatever, she can be like her heavy. I think it's perfect with the character. I'd rather see that than a stupid little doll. So. Um, I love Alexis' theme. I love everything about her but the Supernatural stuff, so hopefully they kind of quit the Supernatural shit and then maybe Dewdrop just does her dirty work for her instead of the Supernatural stuff. But I, I really like her new fan, new theme and everything. I, I thought her last theme was better. I don't like the new theme. Like the screaming in it and shit like that. I don't know. She, she didn't have the last theme for a while, but um, not the Firefly Funhouse one. It, you would barely, you probably wouldn't even recognize it if you fucking heard it because they played it maybe three times. But it's on YouTube. I thought that theme was a lot better. But other than that, I don't mind the idea. I like the idea. The only issue is, like I texted you, I think Dewdrop Piper or whatever turning on Eva would be a bigger pop than if she turned on Alexa. Because I don't hate Alexa. I just hate the character. Like Eva, I mean, listen, I like, I'm not, I'm not her biggest fan, but as far as like Hiko, she's a great heel. And I think Piper turning on her would get a bigger reaction. I don't know, just just in my opinion, I feel like that's where it should go. Uh, maybe she could turn on Alexa. I just don't know if it would pack as much of a punch down the road. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think Alexa's a bigger star, so maybe it'd come off better if she turned on her. Her turn on Eva, it's like I feel like that's like a. It's like people see it coming eventually. Eva's kind of just eh. She's doing her dirty work. I don't know. I think her turning on Alexa could kind of like push her into a bigger. I mean, Alexa's like one of the bigger women they have outside the four horsewomen. So turning on her, I feel like would be a bigger career move for her. Her turning on Eva, yeah, people would go nuts. But I think her turning on Alexa could be a bigger like career main event push movement than just her turning on Eva. They should could turn on Eva, beat Eva, then they're like, what do we do with her now? Yeah. I was going to say it would be weird um, if they had Aaliyah turn on Robert Stone and have this big babyface turn on Tuesday only to go ahead and join Eva. But then, there's no consistent, there's no consistency between the shows at all. Like, Mandy was literally on Raw this week with Dana teasing a shot of the tag titles with Natalia and Tamina. The next day, I mean, this just goes to show you they have no idea what the fuck they're doing creatively in the main roster. They're like, you know what, actually, we're not going to do that. Well, let's bring her to NXT instead. And it's not even a fair trade. Aaliyah's only getting called up, I promise you, to lose. She's not getting called up for a Raw Women's Championship opportunity. She's not very good. You know, she might deserve it. I Listen, people are like, oh, she's been in NXT. Let's give her a shot. I gave her a shot in 2016. She's been there for six years, dude. She's been there for six fucking years. No one is in developmental for six years, aside from Johnny Gargano, for no reason. Like, they're, she's clearly there because she wasn't that good to get called up in the first place. And I think they're only doing this, in my opinion, because they wanted a fresh face on the Raw women's roster. That is it. That's it. So, well, maybe I'll be, maybe they'll prove me wrong. Maybe she'll improve leaps and bounds and she'll get over. She's just not very good. I just, I don't really get it. But um, I think Mandy Rose being in NXT is great. I'm looking forward to seeing what she does. Um, her and Dana Brooke, it's another tag team broken up on the main roster, but... Mandy was better than that shit to begin with. Um, I mean, hey, Dana Brooke needed more seasoning, but I think she's just damaged goods. They probably realized that, so they put Mandy back in NXT instead. But, um, yeah, we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. And I think there's a lot of moving parts right now in the women's division that I'm looking forward to seeing where they go with it. Um, as far as the rest of NXT, I think he kind of hit the nail right on the head. I do want to ask you one thing before we get to Money in the Bank, though. Gargano losing a cross, cross attacks, Joe. You go one of two places here. 
do you take the belt off of Cross for attacking an official, go to the main roster undefeated? And I don't like that idea because they've already vacated the title once or twice. I don't like that. I just feel like it puts the it makes the brand look inferior. I feel like someone's got to be crossing the way out. Give somebody the rub. Don't pull an Oscar with the show. Or do you build a cross and Joe at the next takeover, which is what I want to see. I just feel like they're not going to do that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't really want him losing either. It's like your idea of like, uh, I think I'd rather have him like, maybe they take the belt off him and he faces Joe. Maybe that's what they do. Um, I don't know. I really don't want him to lose either, so... I don't know, GSM. That's a tough one. I love Cross. I think obviously they just did. Maybe they did that to take the belt off him, just to call him up. Which, or maybe they said like we're going to kick you out of NXT or take your belt, and then you can go to Raw and SmackDown. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel just, like they just plant the seeds for like him and Joe, so they're just going to have him attack Joe and nothing come out of it. That's I what I'm know. saying. I feel like I, I'm fine with him losing before he gets to the main roster because it's not going to matter. It's not going to hurt his stock at all. If he loses like three matches on the way out, that's a problem. But like. I just feel like for him to tease Joe and Cross, for them to tease Joe and Cross so many times to not deliver on it, and for Joe look like a coward, not a coward, but like he would look like a loser. It's like, oh, you attacked me. We're going to take your title from you. So see you on Raw. But like, I feel like that'd be stupid. I feel like it doesn't fit the Joe character, and he wouldn't want that. Maybe they'll tease that. Maybe Regal's like, listen, you fucking attacked him. We're taking the belt off you. Joe's like, no, listen, let me take the belt off of him. And if we, if I don't take the belt off of him, maybe then strip him if you want. But I want the next shot. I, don't, I just haven't heard anything about Joe being cleared, but maybe they're keeping it the secret. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, the thing is, if he was cleared, why wouldn't he be on Ron SmackDown at the end of the day? Well, I mean, they fired him, so. I mean, he, he <laughs> yeah, have... but I feel like they, they got rid of him because he was a a commentator they didn't need. I feel like if he could wrestle, they would have kept him around. I don't know. Maybe. I just don't think they ever really saw the value in Joe. And he might be cleared now, but he wasn't cleared three months ago. I mean, that could be the case, too. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know. Yeah. I would love to see that match. I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, we'll see. Let's get to Money in the Bank on Sunday. Before I let you go real quickly, Mr. Marceau, Sunday's pay-per-view. First pay-per-view back in front of fans, aside from WrestleMania, since... March 2020, so I'm really looking forward to this. And Money in the Bank's always a great show. Even last year's show at the headquarters, I thought was a good show. And that had no fans in, in, in the building. So uh, Money in the Bank is rarely disappointed. We were there three years ago. Great time in Chicago with Mr. Marceau. Any any fond memories of that weekend? Yeah, it was a good, I mean, I remember sweating my ass off in that building. I don't think they had AC. <laughs> Packed in there like uh, sardines. And then the other Money in the Bank I went to was 2014. Oh, right. Yeah, I forgot about John that. won the belt. Uh, and that Money in the Bank match, so... Yeah. I thought it was going to be Bray Wyatt because I was stupid and thought they were going to push Bray Wyatt, so... <laughs> like, the 20th time I thought they were going to push Bray Wyatt when they never did, so... The British are coming. What, what did Damien Sandow say? Damien Revere? What did they say? Oh, uh, the elbow is coming. The elbow is coming. I popped big. It was so funny. The elbow is coming. The elbow... <laughs> he Trump was fucking funny. What did you say? Who do you even face? I know. don't even remember. It was some loser. I think he lost. It was a, it, no, it wasn't Bo. It was someone like that, though. God, it's going to bother me. Let me look it up real quick. Money in the Bank 2014. Fandango, maybe? Let me see. That's what it might have been. I don't remember. It was on the, the pre-show. You're going to laugh when we find out. Let's see. Oh, my God, dude. Guess what we fucking faced. I'm dying. Curtis Axel? No, not Curtis Axel. Close. 
<laughs> lost to he he faced and lost to Adam Rose. Oh, that's <laughs> that was around the time he debuted. I remember that. Holy shit, that's awful. Um, yeah, no, I forgot that you've been to two shows. Obviously, the 2011 installment is my favorite, but being in the 2018 one with uh, Mr. Marceau was great. So, yeah, I'm a big Money in the Bank fan. Sunday should be fun. So, we open the show, let's see here, Raw Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, again. Um, the feud has been underwhelming, in my opinion. Uh, I, I like the matches. It's just that I just the booking of the feud has been bizarre. Rhea's never beaten Charlotte. Charlotte's now beaten her by DQ. She pinned her at WrestleMania last year. Booking 101 would tell you Charlotte is probably losing. Rhea gets her big win. I don't think this is it. I think we get one more match at SummerSlam, dude, and Rhea's going to win there. I think they're going to put Rhea in chase mode, and Charlotte becomes champion here. That's my pick. Yeah, I don't know. The feud's been okay. I I just... I feel like Rhea should win here. I have a gut feeling Charlotte will beat her again. I just don't really like the character they have with Rhea right now. I feel like she's just like... Like they ever like is a, she's like a face like she a face is she a face or a heel I can't like tell so I'll go with that that's the problem yeah I'll go with Rhea I want to say Rhea retains hopefully hopefully maybe saw another like maybe a screwy finish and then something else but I'll go with Rhea here. Yeah, I'm going to go with Charlotte. I want Rhea to win to finally get a win over Charlotte. I think they're just going to save that for SummerSlam, probably. Because it's not like Charlotte pinned her at the pay-per-view. She lost or she won by DQ at Hell in the Cell. So, I don't know. I feel like uh, Charlotte's going to win here, and they're going to give Rhea her big moment at the next pay-per-view. Raw Tag Team title match bumped from Monday's Raw to Sunday after Bailey got hurt. Big shame there. Uh, she's going to be out for nine months, which fucking sucks. But, um, yeah, it's going to be AJ Styles and Omos versus the Viking Raiders, Raw Tag Team titles. Clearly a win for Styles and Omos before they face RK Bro at SummerSlam. I mean, that's the only outcome that makes sense. Yeah, it's going to be uh, Styles and Omos win here. I like the Viking Raiders. I just, I, I feel like they just don't know what to do with them. They're kind of like goose, too, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I thought they were great next year, but they're like goose on the main roster. They're like eating the chicken wing or like the turkey leg. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, so. stupid. We'll see what happens, but I think Omos and, and AJ win here, and then hopefully get RK Bro at, at SummerSlam. Yeah, I'm thinking that's where this is headed, and I hope it does. Uh, WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley, Kofi Kingston. I think there is a chance that Kofi could win here. I, I mean, more of a chance now than there was a couple of weeks ago after what we've seen recently. I just, if you have Kofi win, again, great moment. Fans are there. I just, where do you go with him from there? It is like, Xavier Woods turn on him and I said this on hashtag unless Big E wins Money in the Bank which he very well could um, and maybe cash in on Kofi which I guess there were rumors of Big E going to Raw anyway in the draft in a couple of months I don't know I just think Bobby should win here it it looks like Bobby or rather Brock's not going to be at SummerSlam so you can't even do the match there which fucking sucks but I just feel like there's more to be done there with Lashley as champion uh, beyond just the McIntyre stuff and Kofi there's more people that he could feud with I think although the Raw Ah. roster isn't very deep that's the problem no, yeah, I think, I mean, Bobby's going to win here. I, I, I don't think Kofi's going to win. I don't think he should. It just doesn't fit the character arc. And I like Bobby, and I just, I don't know. I think he lost to Kofi. What, are you going to get a rematch or something at, at SummerSlam? I, I would keep it on Bobby, honestly. You keep it on Bobby. Yeah, I don't know what you do at SummerSlam with Bobby if Brock's not going to be there. Uh, you know, he's sporting, a, he's sporting a ponytail nowadays. He's cutting up fucking meat somewhere in Minnesota. So he's clearly busy doing other shit, hunting, probably sitting on his couch. I don't know what you do with Bobby at SummerSlam, but maybe you do a rematch. I don't know. I just don't think Kofi should win here. Maybe you could build the win at SummerSlam. I just wouldn't do it here. 
And then we get to the WWE Universal title match, Roman Reigns versus Edge. I feel like this one is more clear-cut as far as the outcome goes. I feel like Roman Reigns is going to win, especially with Cena being presumably locked in for SummerSlam. There's no way you have Roman lose the championship so close to SummerSlam and then go on to face someone else completely different. I'm looking forward to this match. I'm glad we're finally getting Roman and Edge one-on-one, but I do think Roman wins on Sunday. Oh, yeah, Roman's going to win here. I, I mean, I think it's a slam dunk at this point. It's going to be him and Cena at SummerSlam. <clears throat> Makes sense. Biggest match they could have at this point, and I'm not going to have him lose to Edge at point of the bank. It would be a good match, and I think it makes sense, but I wouldn't have him won. Yeah, and I think this is an easy win for Roman Reigns. You can always have Rollins interfere. That's always possible as well. Because I think Rollins and Edge is obviously the uh, direction they're going in for SummerSlam. But we'll get to that in a moment. Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. <clears throat> Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Nikki, Ash, uh, Liv Morgan, Zelina Vega, and Italia, who they announced this last week. Who cares? And then one mystery opponent. So... We talked recently, you mentioned that you may have some insight, Mr. Marcel, that there could be a surprise winner to one of these two matches. I think it's going to be this one, and I'm going to go off on a limb. I'm going to say Sonya Deville wins Money in the Bank. That's my prediction. Yeah, it's actually not this match. I mean, I heard intel that it was going to not. It's going to be in the men's match. Okay. But I was actually going to say Nikki Ash. I mean, I don't want her to win, but the way they're going with this character, I could so see her winning the briefcase and, like, I don't know. I, I don't like it. I feel like it's going to get over. I know you're you're not a big fan of it. I know you're like, oh, if people get over it, I guess. I feel like she'll be wicked over, unfortunately. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of like a hurricane thing. It's like people just tend to that stuff. Mm-hmm. But if Sonya won, I'd be pumped. I mean, I'm a big Sonya guy. I think she's, she's she's been great as a GM, but she needs to move on from that. Um, but I, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Nikki Ash. I mean, if it's Sonya, that's Sonya. But I, I think it's going to be Nikki Ash. If it's someone in the match and it's not Sonya, I think it's going to be Liv Morgan just because they've been teasing it so much lately. I mean, the only person from Raw that makes sense, I don't, again, I'm the Nikki Ash thing. I mean, also, she beat Rhea Ripley. There is that, you know, and they never went back to it. So Nikki could win. Alexa Bliss, no thanks. I fear that she might win. I really fucking hope not. Asuka, no. Naomi's not going to win, although I want her to. Vega's not going to win. Italia's not going to win. So I'm going to go with Morgan, if not Sonya. But if you have Nikki Ash, then who is the last opponent going to be? Is it Sonya? Is it Sasha? Uh, who do you think it could be? I think it'll be Sonya. I hope it's not. I hope it's not uh, Sasha. She's. I, I'd rather her just come back on one of the SmackDowns and she can face Bianca at SummerSlam. Exactly. Same thing with Becky, too. I think Becky's back soon, but like... Her coming back to do, what, to be in the Money in the Bank ladder match and win, it would be dumb, I think, because she could always just go for the Raw Women's title without winning a briefcase. And if she's in it and she loses, that's stupid, too. So I don't think it's going to be Becky either, although she's probably back soon, according to reports and shit. Yeah, I mean, I've seen, I saw a post the other day on Twitter, someone like from like a gym she works out in. She looks like she's in phenomenal shape. Yeah. So um, looks like she's coming back for a little return. I, I hope it's not like. She wants to be a mother and all. I'd rather her stay out of the ring. Maybe just get a nice like comeback. Maybe get a win or two back. But uh, I mean, she needs to come back with fans. The place will go absolute bananas. Yeah, I think it's happening on the sooner side. And it might be for a brief run, like you said, before she goes back and is a full time mom or, or whatever. We'll see. But uh, men's money the bank ladder match: Ricochet, John Morrison, Riddle, Drew McIntyre, Biggie, Kevin Owens, King Nakamura. Well, stupid name. Seth Rollins. Um, I gotta go with Biggie here. If it's not him, Rollins is a possibility. Been there, done that. I just don't think he needs the briefcase to go after Roman at some point. 
And um, Drew, I just feel like people would shit off. They're going to boo him anyway. I re- I'm telling you right now. If he gets anything more than a 50% positive reaction, I will be shocked. And I don't want him to get booed. I'm just expecting that to be the case. He should not win here either. And everyone else just is kind of a long shot. So Biggie doesn't really scream to me as like, a, oh, he's going to carry around a briefcase for six months. But him and Roman at some point makes the most sense. Maybe he can announce in advance that he's cashing in. But Biggie's my pick at the moment. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the surprise I heard um, from someone that said they know someone that works in the company, they said John Morrison. Uh, okay. Interesting. The bank. I mean, that'd be a big shock. I don't know if I really want him to win it, but um, him and Ricochet have been on TV a lot lately. They've kind of pushed them to seem like they were both kind of credible threats. Um, I don't really want him to win. I think Big E is kind of like, I think he's kind of like the shoe-in, so people may be expecting him to win, and maybe you could have like a guy like Morrison beat him and come off as a shock. Hopefully they actually do something with it and don't pull an Otis 2.0. Um, but I think Morrison winning would be cool. Miz like, would be pissed and mad that Morrison's in the spotlight, and then maybe you have Morrison win the title at some point. Miz comes back, and you kind of have like a little feud there. Um, Miz, like Morrison would be the one in the spotlight, and Miz kind of jealous and that. So I, I wouldn't hate it if, that, if that's how it worked. Or you could have Morrison hold the briefcase for a while. Miz comes back. He's going to cash it in, and then Miz screws him. Like, oh, no, like, you can't be the – like, I want yeah. to be the champion. I don't know, something like that. Like, that would – I mean, it would kind of be a waste of the briefcase if he didn't win. Or you could have him win the belt and then Miz turn on him, and then you have a feud there. I'd rather Morrison win the win the briefcase and win the match or win the title. Yeah. I hate when – like, the whole Otis thing last year was fucking stupid. I mean, they've wasted this like, dude for, like, Stroman. the last three or four years. Oh, my God, Strowman losing the belt. Corbin. Like, Corbin, I mean, Corbin, he, he seems to hopefully gets his feet back together, but the whole <laughs> Strowman one was so bad. Like, I'm going to put my briefcase on the line and get beat clean as a sheet. Yeah, that was dumb. And then Brock's was kind of a waste, too. So, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, they, they got to get it right this year. I love Morrison. The problem is that he and Miz are just fucking losers as far as, like, the goofy shit. Oh, it's just, I can't. I, this is why, I, like, I liked when Miz, the idea of Miz is Mr. Money in the Bank and winning the title this year was great on paper, but you look at how he was booked and it's like, who cares? You know what I mean? Like Morrison is not approaching that territory. He's in that territory. I mean, they lost yeah. to a guy in a handicap match that isn't even employed by the company anymore. <laughs> like that's how bad it is. Yeah. He's a goof. I feel like he has kind of like the last couple weeks have been a little bit more serious in the, yeah. and the ricochet matches. But yeah, I mean, I can't, I mean, he's him and Miz have been extremely goofy with the stupid drip stick and stuff. So Hopefully they can get away from that, but if anything, they'll probably go more overboard on this stupidness. Hey, it's better than McIntyre or Rollins, I think. I don't think either of those guys need it, and I don't think they should win it. So Morrison McIntyre winning? McIntyre's not going to win it. Jinder or their, his little clan are going to stop him from winning. I think what happened yeah. on Monday, that's like a shoo-in. So yeah. glad he's not going to win. I think, yeah, I, I just, I wish he wasn't in the match and maybe give someone else a little push or a little rub just to be in the match and make him seem a little bit bigger, but... I don't totally hate it because, I mean, you got to put Drew on the card somewhere. I mean, they could have done Drew and Jinder in the card and get it over with, but they're probably doing it at SummerSlam, unfortunately. Yeah. So, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Unfortunately, I think that's a good match for him at SummerSlam. It has a story there. Yeah, Jinder, it does. You love Jinder. I know you do deep down. <laughs> the I honestly don't hate him as much as you do. I mean, his title run was horrible, and yeah. he never even got to that level, but... At least it's something for Drew to do in the meantime. I mean, if he loses, holy shit. But yeah. if he beats Jinder here and kind of conquers the monsters, it's fine. Keep him out of the title picture for the interim, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it. Keep him busy. I mean, Drew's got to be on the card. You can have this seem like it's a big feud and just get it on there. But, yeah. 
Again, same thing though. We talked about this a couple months ago, and I even had said it as well as you. Oh, you know the gender and you know Drew feud. I don't. I'm not clamoring to see it, but it makes sense. The thing is, it's a fine feud on paper, and it makes sense. But then you see the execution from this company, and they're feuding over a fucking sword and a motorcycle. I'm like, what is this shit? Whatever happened on Raw this week was terrible. Like the promos were awful. Whatever they gave McIntyre to say was terrible too. I'm like, whatever. Oh, fake that bike. Oh my god, dude! Any semblance of interest I had in this feud just disappeared. You ripped off the the uh, like the bike parts like it was a fucking Taka truck. <laughs> my god, it's like it's if you if they hadn't done that, I'm like okay, I could see this at SummerSlam. After they did that segment, I'm like, yep, yeah, no, I'm good. I don't really need to see this feud at SummerSlam. I hope they blow it off on Monday's Raw, but. It's just the execute. I mean, they could take anything. This company's remarkable. They could take any feud and just make you just care, like give two shits about it. Like that's the, the powers they have with some of the shit. And not that I cared overly that much about this feud anyway, but like they just completely soured me on it. So it's probably going to happen. I just don't really care at this point because the, the, what we've seen so far is just not good. Like the, the, the Scottish folklore storytelling shit with Drew. Oh my God, dude, it is bad. It is unbearable. <laughs> we didn't talk about that last week because you weren't here, but holy shit, that sucked. <laughs> I didn't even listen to it. So I couldn't stomach it. It's bad, dude. Papa Marceau would have shit all over it too. Oh my God, was, it's bad. He, he did not like rock a boy. He was like, that show last night sucked. I think it was too <laughs> Yeah. And it did the worst raw rating of all time. I, you there know, was what a the concept. one that Rika was like on the crutch acting like she was her. I think that was the same episode. I didn't, I didn't hate that, but that was not a good episode. I remember exactly what you're talking about. But my God, N- no wonder. Go figure. The show is doing the worst ratings of all time, dating back to 19 fucking three, 1993. It's just unbelievable. Um, and that's going to do it, Mr. Marceau. We have a lot to talk about next week um, with Money in the Bank review and everything else going on. Uh, Fighter Fest Night 2 thoughts as well, so it's going to be great. Uh, Mr. Marceau, awesome time as always, brother. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks again for the Matt Hardy shirt, and I'll catch your ass down the road. See you later, Jason. See you, Mr. Marceau. And you guys can check out new episodes of WrestleRant Radio every single Thursday on WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, and Podbean. Rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show, and never miss an episode. I was contemplating throwing up my Rhea Ripley interview here today. Um, I actually conducted that with her on Wednesday. Um, I think it was Wednesday. Yeah, it was yesterday. And um, that's not going to be going up today. Obviously, because me and Mr. Marceau talked for a while about the current ongoings in wrestling, and there was a lot to discuss, but I'll probably air it next week. Although it will be a week old, me and Rhea talk about Money in the Bank, it'll probably go up next week here on the show. It will be up in audio form already on my YouTube channel on Friday, though. This Friday, youtube.com backslash Graham.Jason.Matthews, full audio of my interview with Rhea Ripley, and an article form over on Bleacher Report, so you're not going to want to miss that. Be sure to check it out. Have an awesome weekend, guys. Like I said to Mr. Marceau, enjoy Money in the Bank weekend. It's going to be a fun time. I'm enjoying the AEW shows right now. There's a lot of shows I'll be going to in the coming months, so I'm super pumped about that. Have an awesome one, folks. I'm Graham G. Matthews, and I'll catch your ass down the road.